Welcome to Job Tales, the show where we find out about different professions from the people who know. Each week I speak to a new guest with an inspiring job. I'm Laura Leoncini and today my guest is Alan Gray, key grip in the film industry in Cape Town, South Africa. Now, if you have ever spent some time reading the final credits of a movie or a TV series, you'll know that there are actually hundreds of specific professions related to film. Key Grip is a key role, like the title suggests, and his team, made of Best Boy, Dolly Grip and many more, are in charge of delivering the best camera movement for each scene. But I won't say more, here's Alan. Alan Gray, thank you for being my guest. I'm, I'm very happy because you are from the film industry and then from, from laymen who are not from the industry, there's so much to learn. Like Even just the name of your job, to be a grip, is something that's unknown to people and let alone second AD, first AD, DOP, and I mean, all these acronyms. So There's more acronyms. The, yeah. <laughs> there's more, more acronyms than the United Nations, actually. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so let's start by saying, what do you do? What does a grip do in the film in the film production? First of all, thank you very much for having me. So my job title is called Key Grip. And everybody, when they look at the credits at the end of the movie, nobody has any idea what that is. Right. But basically, <laughs> I, I'm responsible for the movement and positioning of cameras on set. That's first and foremost my responsibility. So I'm responsible for for operating the dollies where the camera operators sit, sit on. I'm responsible for the movement of the camera cranes where the cameras are on. I'm responsible for stuff like rigging cameras for cars and, for, uh, and to design specialized camera moves. Yeah, it's a job that I kind of fell on by accident, but um, got hooked instantly and, and I'm completely in love with it. Ah, uh, awesome. Funny thing that almost nobody knows is the actual term grip is very old fashioned. The old, the, the first motion picture cameras were kind of wound up and as the, as the film was, each frame was being exposed to, cap, to capture the movement, um, the, ca the cameras would shake uh, in, uh, an incredible amount. So basically the grips, early grips were responsible for each man holding a leg on the tripod so the camera wouldn't shake so that the image would be stable while they were capturing it uh, on film cameras. I see. Yeah. Is that, that, that was gripping. That was what gripping was originally. It's obviously, uh, it's obviously evolved quite a bit through then, and there's many different types of grips. Me being the key grip, I'm responsible for the various things that grips do, whether it's camera movement, whether it's it's rigging studios, whether it is designing shots for my cinematographer so that they can move the camera through the frame in an interesting way that'll help tell a story. Yeah, I've been doing it for about uh, just over 20 years now. Okay. Yeah, I still go to work every day excited to be there. Wow, that yeah. is so special. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a privilege eh, to yeah. really love what you it do. It is. And I know if I look at, uh, you know, job offers out there, I go online and I never see, you know, we're looking for a grip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get a job like that? You well, know, it's, being... it's crazy, you know, because there's lots of film schools, you know, film schools around the world. None of them teach gripping. Yeah. Um, usually if you go really? to film school, you learn how to be a director, you learn how to be a camera operator, you learn how to be a cinematographer, you'll learn production, you'll learn how to be an assistant director. <laughs> to become a grip, it's almost exclusively hands-on training. And you normally have to um, apprentice, you start, off, uh, you start off at the bottom and you work out of a truck 
and you're running equipment into your your seniors on and off set until you learn how to all of the different pieces of equipment work and you go from there but because gripping is a very problem solving on on the fly sort of occupation there's there's real no mm. formal training that you can get for it so if, for instance if i was uh, if i was told that i have to you know design a shot where the camera moves from the top of a mountain to the top of another mountain there's nothing there's no school you can go to to learn that um, right. you know, you know experience, i i have some experience now with work like that, I know that I have to build a tower on one side, you know, one side of the hill and build another tower on the other side of the hill and connect those towers with ropes and a pulley system and some sort of, you know, um, way to way to operate the way to operate that but you know you, you can't be taught that so it's it's, it's really mm. it's really a hands-on kind of thing and to be honest with you when I started in the film industry I had no I had no I had no desire to really be a grip my I came from a, I came from a completely different background I was in academic publishing and I got bored of it and I wanted to do oh, something yeah? different and I got into the film industry thinking that I my skill set is sort of in production because I, I was used to sort of putting all of these different parts together and budgeting and all, all that boring mundane stuff but I didn't know how things mm. worked. I didn't know how things worked on the studio floor. Like, you know, who did what? What is what is a first cam what does a first camera assistant do? What does a second camera assistant do? What does a spark do? So I got yeah. a, uh, I got a job through a friend of mine who was probably one of the m most renowned uh, in our profession and I started off at the very bottom and I realized that I was completely completely useless at this job. I didn't have the sort of almost like um, mechanical engineering like uh, skill set or mind actually to okay. actually figure things out quickly and I just kind of uh, was determined that I'm going to stick with this until until I'm good at it and my aspirations for production quickly fell by the wayside because I ended up really enjoying the buzz and the sense of accomplishment when you're on a studio floor or when you're on a set to be able to solve a problem that's never been solved before and that happens basically every day time and time again in my job. So you're not uh, the kind of person that would fix uh, something at home and um, people would call and say, hey, I need, a, I need a fix. Before you did this job, it was you didn't know you had it in you. Exactly. And, and I didn't. Mm. To be fair, I didn't at all. I developed it. I mean, I, I had mm. some very good teachers. I worked for some um, exceptionally bright, gifted and motivated technicians that, that really, really taught me a lot. And, uh, and it, took, it took a long time to be even, <laughs> even average at my job, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, the, so you had someone who, like, the first time that you got your first job, is it? It, it was through a friend who was working in the industry, correct? And yes. then called it was you another, up. It was another key grip, and he was uh, friends with my. He grew up with my ex-wife, and I'd known him. And I was like, please, just give me a shot. I just want to see how how things work. You know, how do things work on a film set? He goes, okay, come and join me. And then it was on a. It was actually on a movie with Colin Farrell and Salma Hayek. So I jumped right into the deep end. Um, mm -hmm. And I just got, I was just absolutely mesmerized by the buzz of the film set. And he kept me on, he kept me on for a couple more movies. And I gradually, you know, up, upgraded my skill set and learned more and more. And then after about, um, then I started working for other people to get more experience and to find, you know, uh, how uh, other, other uh, grips solve problems in different ways before finally going out on my own about eight years after I first started. 
Okay, so you know you're independent, uh, yes. group, and then people call you because they know you, and then they call you on productions, and that's um, that's how it goes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, I, I do. I split my time now between doing commercials and and long format like features or TV series. Yeah. But I've been doing it for so long now that I almost never work with people that I haven't worked with before. So it's nicer, you know. You think that there's this global, uh, you know, that the film industry is so huge, and um, but it's actually a fairly small village mm -hmm. where a lot of people know each other, and yeah. and that's true lo locally or internationally. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, you're in South Africa, Cape yeah. Town, right? Yes, and so it, it, it's very thriving. It's a thriving industry and uh, a lot of very skilled crew and uh, a lot of international production go there. So it's, I mean, it's a place to be if you want to work in, in the film industry. Absolutely. Um, also, and, it's know, Cape Town, yeah. and it's Cape Town, the most beautiful city in the world. Oh my God, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, <laughs> having lived there. So if I, if I look at um, your job, like at what point are you involved in a, in a production? Like, is it from the very beginning you need to read the script and then find all the spots where rigging is required? Are you, do you work alongside the, the director? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, I don't start right away. I, I usually won't start on a project until the cinematographer, the director of photography is assigned to the project. I'll read the script and then I'll, I'll bounce ideas for a month or so before before we before I actually formally start on the job about, you know, what kind of shots are you looking for? What kind of look and feel are you looking for? Are you looking, you know, uh, whether, you know, if it's an action movie, a lot of the camera is handheld and you get kind of shaky movements when you have period dramas or, or dramas with a lot mm -hmm. of dialogue. You have the camera is uh, normally on a dolly or, or some sort of apparatus to move it. So you get slow, deliberate movements where, where every movement, every pan and tilt of the camera or every uh, movement of the camera is is designed to highlight something in the script or so, something uh, some piece of dialogue or some piece of piece of action so I, I, I try to get a sense of what the look and feel of the job is you know of, of what the project is going to be and then after I get hired <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. I work with the cinematographer we go we we read I read through the script again and again and again usually I usually uh, on any on any say feature and any movie I, I'll, I'll generally have read the script about eight or nine times before we even wow. start and then you then you start looking at locations and my DOP will have generally started setting up a broad shot list of what what shots you want for each scene and i and we go location by location and i try to figure out how best to get a camera and equipment and everything okay. into these locations which is often the big the biggest challenge you know in a wide open space you can move the camera anywhere you can do anything you want but in say yeah. in, a, in an apartment flat to be able to get movement of the camera to tell the story in a confined space is you know always really really difficult so Mm -hmm. So I've designed, I've I've bought and acquired and designed a lot of pieces of equipment to make that make that job easier. Uh, yeah, there, uh, and that's a, a big a big part of my a big part of my job is actually assigning the right piece of specialized equipment to the mm -hmm. right to the right scene. So you basically also need to be uh, to know about new piece of equipment coming out and uh, to, in order to creatively find the those solutions to problems that they pose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's really why I'm hired, to be honest with you, more than anything else. Mm. I mean, I, 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 Cause you know. yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that kind of thing. I mean, I'm very passionate about 
physically, a lot of key grips are basically sit beside the DOP while they're monitor when we're shooting when we're shooting a, a film, and they they're not hands on. I I personally I actually love moving a camera. So even if uh, even if it's a four or five camera job, I'll I'll always be on the A camera moving the camera because I really enjoy mm. that. But your question is is spot on. Usually, really why I or people like me are hired because we're the best we we have the we're we're the best equipped to be able to apply the right apparatus to the right shot you know hmm. yeah and talking about physical is it it is a physical job yes it's a very physical job i'm getting a little bit up there and i've got an amazing crew that picks up the slack for me but you know carrying okay. a 200 <laughs> it's carrying you know crane weights across a field to be able mm. to you know to balance a crane to lifting a 200 kilo dolly up a flight of stairs oh wow constantly moving the camera from one place to another between setups yeah it's it's very physically demanding yeah uh, yeah so that's that's an important point to keep in mind you know yes you gotta be also physically apt and you know in shape in order to mm. do this job yes correct and and between you say the, what will be the ratio between being in front of a computer preparing organizing and then being outdoors on set for me, I, I try to minimize the amount of time. I, 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 I try to get all of my work done in prep before we start shooting. Once we start shooting, my second in command on my team is the um, is called the best boy. And he's basically takes on the role of administration once we start shooting. So I do, I do most of my planning and my and you know work on my computer and my shot lists and my booking of equipment and all of that stuff in the weeks leading up to initial photography, principal photography. Mm -hmm. And then after that, well, to be honest with you, I hate admin as well. So I've, I've got, mm, yeah. I'm, I'm blessed with You delegate. That, with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's also a huge part of the job. Delegation is that. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So who are your main points of contact in the production? You, of course, the DOP, Director of Photography. Yeah, the Director of Photography you... is first and foremost. And the Production Manager mm -hmm. is super important because they're the, uh, the Production Managers are the liaisons. They'll book the equipment for me. They'll make sure that, uh, that I, that I have the necessary uh, requisite number of crew members for any given day that kind of thing okay. um and then uh unit and transport are, are very very important departments in for for my job because just the logistics of moving equipment from one set to another can be can be quite daunting sometimes you know i can start the morning in an apartment in the middle of the city and then finish off and uh, finish the day at a mountaintop you know uh, 60 yeah. kilometers away so just having that relationship with with the transport department and the unit department and the locations department to make sure that everything flows smoothly um, is, a, is a big part of my job. And it, it starts off it being my responsibility before principal photography starts and my best boy generally takes it over. But you know, the whole, the whole point with every department, it doesn't matter whether you're in production, your camera, whether you're in the AD department, we're always trying to maximize the, absolutely maximize the amount of time that we're actually filming. So I, I spent I spent a lot of sleepless nights worrying about how 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 I can get stuff from get stuff from one place to another to make sure that nobody's waiting for me when it's time to shoot. You know, amazing. Yeah, it's such a great collaboration. I, I have fond memories of of my time there, and I really think it's a miracle when a movie comes out. I said it's such such a hard work from everyone, and it, it requires such a coordination and communication from all departments it's uh, it is amazing absolutely i'm result. so blown away by it because it's like i mean there's so many disparate uh 
departments, so many different types of people too. And I just, yeah. I, I guess, I, I don't know, I don't know any other industry where you can be blessed enough where you, you, you pitch up to work and every single person is motivated and really, really good at their job. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really, it, it is really something. And, I, and I'm still, having done this now for well over 20 years, I'm still amazed, you know, when they call that's a wrap on a movie that we actually got this thing done, you know, or how we yeah. actually finished this TV series, you know. Yeah. And uh, so uh, you were mentioning um, the best boy, you know, it makes me also think of whether there is a historic reason for that name. And also, can you tell me a bit like what your team comprises? So I don't know where that where what the uh, what the root of the best boy is because in, in the lighting department the gaffer is the uh, is the head of the lighting department like I'm the key key grip is the head of the the grips department and and there's best yeah. boys there's best boys in both departments I don't know I don't actually know where that comes from so so my team generally <laughs> comprises if I'm doing say say I'm doing um, a feature film and and for the sake of argument there's three cameras working anytime so there'll be me there'll be my best boy there'll be one or two dolly grips so those grips will be just solely responsible for moving cameras on dollies at, at locations and there'll be about seven probably about uh, five or six assistant grips who are basically responsible for running stuff in and out from from where we store our equipment onto sets to building tracks to building cranes then i generally have a whole separate rigging team there'll be a key rigging grip that works under me that i will be giving instructions to weeks before we even start production about how you can leapfrog leapfrog locations so that those re those locations have all of the, the the pipes and clamps and infrastructure that we need so that we can just pitch up on the day and start shooting. Okay. Do you need to uh, fight with the production manager for budget? <laughs> Every single time. It, blows. it actually, it actually, it's the biggest source of, it's the single force, biggest source of frustration in my job because yeah. I, uh, you know, like we, we, we grips work hard and I always have to fight tooth and nail for every additional staff member. And then I look at mm. like, you know, there may be a, there may be a poodle on set for one day and there's five animal handlers to look after this one poodle. And I'm like, <laughs> come on guys, we're, we're it's carrying a fair. crane to the top of a mountain. Give me an extra guy. <laughs> so that's always a source of frustration. But you know, like also equipment's very expensive. I, I, I've over the years acquired a lot of my own equipment so I, I can approach productions with a, mm -hmm. you know almost a, a pretty complete package but to hire in equipment it's quite a finesse as well because it's super super expensive and to make sure yeah. that you you don't you don't um, you know you don't take too much because it blows your whole budget it's it's, it's a tightrope that I that I'm constantly walking but it's I guess it gets easier when you have with the more experience you have so do you have any anecdote of uh, some job you've done that's worth worth mentioning here for people to have an idea. <laughs> I've, got, I've, I've been blessed because I've been like right from the very beginning, from my very, very first job, I've been on some very big, you know, uh, productions, big, important movies that I'm sure all your listeners will have heard of, like Lord of War and Blood Diamond and hmm. Tomb Raider, lo lots of stuff. But I think one of the funniest ones was, was literally, I think it might have even been my fourth or fifth day on set. And um, Colin Farrell, the Irish actor, had kind of taken a liking to me. And back in those <laughs> days, back in those days, he was drinking a lot as before he kind of cleaned up his act. And I don't know, I spent a... I spent an evening with him in his trailer. We knew after set, we just had a few beers and stuff like that. And he ended up passing out in his trailer. But Selma Hayek was really nervous because the next day was her first actual first nude scene. And she was really nervous about it. So 
<laughs> Colin, I think he was probably pretty hungover when he woke up to sort of uh, break the ice and take some of the uh, take some of the stress out of the whole, you know, off of the set. Left his trailer and walked buck naked right right uh, from his trailer <laughs> off his set, and it's just you know everybody clapped and it just made I think it made life so much easier for for Soma. It was a really funny thing, I, and I was like, you know, I mean, literally, this was my, maybe my first or second week in the industry, and I'm like, holy cow, what kind of uh, where where have <laughs> I found myself? What kind of job is this? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, like the, also the stories of excesses and parties. They, I think that's a lot of that has calmed down a lot. Of, but I, I mean, you know, back mm. when I first started, there was there was epic parties and stuff like that. Um, now I think everybody's a lot more professional now than when I first started in the industry. You go, you do your job, everybody's focused, and you go home and do mm. your own thing. Away yeah. shoots are a different story. Away shoots are often become of what happens in Vegas like, uh, in Habeas. High school, Vegas school trips. The grips have a reputation of being the biggest partiers on sets. So oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 there have been moments in my life where I felt a certain responsibility to my position as key grip to, to, wave, <laughs> <laughs> to wave the flag at rap parties and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so in terms of um, how to start in this field, you know, because you, you had um, your in was through yeah through a, a friend and or you know through someone who was already in the industry but i remember when i wanted to work in the film production in cape town i really had to knock at all doors nobody knew me and uh, i had a career like my cv my resume was completely different like yours you know yeah like, uh, i came from marketing and communication nobody could care less right so and then it was like just determination and then i accepted to get a really like a low-level job and then go up the ladder how do you start as a grip like do you find uh, another the grip and look for jobs if it was like basically for new people that start i just i, I i'm probably getting like maybe i don't know a dozen messages a week by young people just asking me you know how, how can they get started gripping yeah you, ba you basically as a youngster you just kind of have to have you do your research find out find out who who are the biggest grips and you know like the most uh, well-known grips in the country and and drop them a line i i feel it's a responsibility because i was given a big break when i started i feel yeah. i feel very responsible to sort of share whatever i can with with young people and i'll give i'll give names of people that might be looking for junior assistants to get started but in 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 the grip world it's definitely a, like an apprentice system it's definitely like a mentorship kind of thing so you basically just got to keep knocking on doors until somebody will give you give you a break mm. and to be honest with you the ones that keep keep knocking and keep following up messages i'm like okay this person's got to, this person's motivated let me see what motivated. i can do for them. yeah Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To not uh, to not give up and then do some jobs. And then so what you told me before is that school will not the film school will not really be helpful for if you want to be a grip. No. Correct. I don't. I don't think. I. I don't know. I. In fact, I don't know any grip. And there's got to be. I don't know. There's thousands of them in South Africa. I don't know any of them. That one that's uh, come up through this uh, through the film school route. It's all been. It's all been word of mouth, apprenticeship, mentorship, that kind of thing. Mm, yeah. 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 Okay. You know, like a lot of times what happens for youngsters that want to get in the film industry, it's just like when you're first day at university, you don't know what you're going to want to study for the rest of your life. So you take a broad range of subjects and stuff like that. So a lot of a lot of youngsters that, that want to start off in the film industry, well, I would advise them to get a job 
as production assistants, as junior production assistants. You do a lot of running around, but at the same time, you get a sense of what everybody is doing and then pick your path from there. And then, you know, once you're in as a production assistant, then at least you have a little bit of the, the beginnings of a network of, pe- of people that you can contact to pursue a more specialized path, if you know, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, it does. And then lastly, I mean, what is it that you need to prepare to compromise in order to to be successful in this job? There's a lot something. of stuff on the, on the personal level, because as you know, the hours and the commitment is to be successful in film industry are can be very, very burdensome. I mean, you know, your minimum you're working is 10 hours a day, you can do 15, 16 hours a day. So, so you need mm-hmm. to have an understanding and open communication with your family and your friends that that uh, you're not going to have the the the, t- the amount of time to share that most people do and that's the biggest that's the biggest thing mm. you know you get used to it you get used to this life but there's there's no denying that there's compromises on your personal life and your interpersonal relations that uh, come up along the way and uh, yeah okay. it's a, it's a, especially when you first start that's a difficult thing to navigate because you know, as, as you get older, you realize what your priorities are. But, you know, when you're so caught up in this new, this new career, this exciting new thing, you kind of, it's easy, it's very easy to lose track of what the things are that are really important, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. So one last message for future grips uh, listening today. <laughs> so for future grips listening today, watch a lot of movies and concentrate on how the camera moves. You know, I, I work with lots of people that do lots of grips, that do lots of different things, and I always have to remind them that it actually all starts with the movement of the camera. So watch movies, get make notes to yourself about why why this movement was good, why this movement wasn't good, what makes this shot interesting, and what, what makes this shot not interesting, or why the shot doesn't work, and, and, and get a sense of how the camera moves through the frame to tell the story. And then everything works backwards from that. And you tend to love your job a lot more when you kind of when you kind of think of it in terms of seeing the tangible results on the screen. So that would be my biggest advice. Watch a lot of movies, concentrate on camera movement and figure out why you like it or, wh- or why you like them or why you don't. Awesome. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And on the note, I, I want to thank you for this very nice and open uh, conversation and uh, all the best. And I'll be looking out for your name and the final credits of the next Fantastic. movie. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. That was Alan Gray, Key Grip in Cape Town. I invite you to write a comment or a rating on your favorite podcast player. It will help me improve my next episodes. You can also write me directly at jobtalespodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, see you next week for a new episode of Job Tales.